You must get rid of everything that causes lower oxygen and higher acidity in your body. Or you're just asking for a disease. You're making an environment where disease can develop. Remember, disease can only develop when the conditions are right, the environment is right. And two big things in that environment is high acidity and low oxygen. And the most important thing, you must balance your mind, your emotions, your brain, your body, your diet, your exercise, and your lifestyle to be at the highest level of health and to be disease preventative and attain longevity with vitality with vitality. You don't want to live to be a hundred if you're in a wheelchair taking 25 different medications and disabled physically and mentally. That's longevity but no vitality. We want longevity with vitality so we can do what we were doing at 50 and 60 when we're a hundred. The most acidic action you can make is with your thoughts. So what you're thinking on is causing inflammation at the cellular level. The brain communicates to the cells with electromagnetic frequencies that travel near the speed of light instantaneously. Do you need to be healed today? Do you want to be healed today? Do you want more energy? Do you want more vitality? You know the type you had when you were younger. Do you want to feel better? Do you want to look better? Do you want to start living, I said living, not merely existing day by day? Do you want to live life with a passion and a purpose? And do you want to go deeper in your relationship with God? If the answer to any of these is yes, you are about to begin a journey that will change your life forever. Hi, I'm Dr. Heath Nemec. And I'm Lori Nemec, and we welcome you to Revolution New Medicine. Revolution New Medicine has been helping patients restore their health for over the past 40 years with our outpatient-inpatient treatment facility. Each time we meet, we will be covering a current topic of research in order to help you optimize your health. And now, I want to say the most important thing that I will say today. Sweetheart, I love you so very, 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 very much. Depriving cancer of its fuel. There are laws of nature, bioelectrical and biochemical laws of how food is processed and energy is produced from that food. Now consider your body. You have three basic categories of food you eat that provide you fuel. Carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. These bioelectrical biochemical laws control how energy can be produced from those three categories. The food breakdown process has to release the energy from chemical bonds by breaking those bonds and harvesting the energy that is released. The pathways to get to that energy differ with each food category. There's also a selfish cell that only looks out for itself, known as cancer, which operates under the same bioelectrical and biochemical laws as the rest of your body, but abuses those laws. All right, let's talk about carbohydrates versus proteins versus fats. Fats have twice the amount of energy units per molecule compared to carbs and proteins. So it's a much higher energy source. And that's really important because in this day and age, fats have gotten a bad rap. 
you know, don't eat fat. It's going to make you fat. It raises your cholesterol. Well, there's different types of fats. There's cooked, oxidized, saturated animal fats. And then there's uncooked, unsaturated, non-oxidized plant fats. So there's a big difference in the type of fat. And as we get further into this, you'll understand it's the ideal fuel, especially to deprive cancer stem cells and cancer cells of its fuel. Next point, cancer is very, very hungry. It does not obey the laws of the community of the cell. This is why it's called the selfish cell. So what are some of the laws of the community? One of them is called contact inhibition. What does contact inhibition mean? It means as the cells grow and expand in an area, when they touch each other too tightly, they send messages to each other to stop growing. This is normal in the community of healthy cells. Cancer doesn't abide by this rule, so it just keeps growing and growing and pressing its way wherever it wants to go and kicking everyone out or killing everyone. This is why it's a very selfish cell. Next one, communication from the brain to the cells is primarily electromagnetic frequencies generated by the brain and secondarily by the brain secreting neurotransmitters and hormones. This is so important. Your brain communicates to the cells by electromagnetic frequencies. Frequencies. How fast do frequencies go? How fast does the speed of light go? which is an electromagnetic frequency. It goes at the speed of light. So this is the way we were designed to communicate from the brain to the cells instantaneously. Now that's wonderful if it's the right frequency, the right message going to those cells. It's not so great if it's the wrong frequency, the wrong message going to those cells. And then slower, much, much slower, but still comes in there is the neurotransmitters and the hormones. These are biochemicals that are also stimulating cellular activity and telling cells what to do. Cancer is constantly hungry and eats way more than normal cells. It requires way more energy because it's growing rapidly. It tries not to pursue the more difficult metabolic pathways to get energy preferring quick and sustainable easy methods. In other words, it likes sugar and simple carbohydrates that quickly break down into lactate. This provides the fastest and easiest means of energy production for the cancer cell. The advantage of this sugar carbohydrate lactate pathway is that it does not need oxygen like normal energy pathway, meaning the cancer cells not only grow faster, but can grow without oxygen. Why is lactate the preferred fuel of cancer cells? Well, it's because it's constant and it's dependable. It's as simple as that. It's always going to be there, especially in a standard American diet. These are the carbs, the sugars, the refined sugars, the refined flours. This is always going to be there in the American diet. So cancers grow extremely well when they have a constant energy source. And though it only produces 10% of the amount of energy that is produced by normal oxidation of molecules, it's easy access and does not need oxygen. And that's really important because as tumors grow larger, they don't have a very good blood supply 
and they don't have really good access to oxygen. So the lactate pathway can produce consistent energy without any oxygen supply at all. All they require is carbohydrates or sugars or both. Now, you have to understand if this is the primary energy route, then what's one of the things that we might want to work on to inhibit this lactate pathway and this consistent energy pathway to growing cancer stem cells and cancer cells? I'll answer that one a little bit later. I'll let you think about that. Most cells get their energy through the ATP molecule derived from the action of the mitochondria within those cells. Utilizing ATP is preferred because it is much more energy efficient to add or remove ATP phosphate groups than to add or subtract from a glucose molecule. Because the breakdown process of glucose changes its structure and it is difficult to rebuild it. Phosphate groups can be broken off of ATP to release energy and be stuck back on to rebuild the ATP during the citric acid cycle. This cycle requires oxygen to complete. Plus, it is the cycle which comes back full circle to where the process started, making it rechargeable. Glucose metabolism eats the glucose and doesn't replenish it, creating byproducts instead. The big issue here is rechargeable batteries versus non-rechargeable. Which would you rather have if you were a normal healthy cell? Definitely you want to have rechargeable. But cancer cells aren't normal healthy cells. They are trying to scheme a way where they can live in a different environment and sustain their growth and reproduction. There's the biochemical pathway called oxidative phosphorylation. And in that pathway, which uses oxygen... That's why it's called oxidative. It produces the most energy for the cells when oxygen is present. It produces 36 ATP molecules of energy, and this is rechargeable, which makes it the ideal and preferred pathway for energy production. So just look at ATP as your energy units. So we're going to get 36 energy units when we use oxygen with digesting and metabolizing carbohydrate. So why does cancer prefer glycolysis or sugar carb burning without oxygen, which is not rechargeable, when this makes no sense at all? So now we're going to burn something that it's much harder to burn and it's not rechargeable, which means it's even worse because it has an ulterior motive. It wants the acidic byproducts to build up around the cancer cells to prevent immune cell attack. So these cancer cells are very smart and they have a reason for everything that they do. Glucose could be considered the alternative currency for cells. Glycolysis, which literally means sugar splitting, feeds the production of ATP and also produces pyruvate molecules and NADH high energy coenzyme molecules. In the presence of oxygen, these molecules complete the citric acid cycle and produce more energy. But when the insufficient oxygen is available, glycolysis follows a different pathway. Pyruvate can be converted to lactic acid, which then replaces oxygen as the final electron acceptor for the NADH conversion into NAD plus and energy. 
Now let's talk a little bit about biochemistry. There's this molecule called NADH, which converts to NAD plus and energy. This is a shuffling of electrons to produce energy. So NAD plus is oxidized or it's burned. It's been processed with oxygen. It's kind of the byproduct of the burn. And then NADH is reduced. Now it's getting ready to be burned. So when something is oxidized, it loses electrons. And when something is being reduced, it's gaining electrons. So NAD plus is simply an oxidized version of NADH. This just means it can move hydrogen atoms, which also produces electrons needed for the production of ATP energy. So you'll see the body will shuffle between NADH and NAD plus as it moves hydrogen atoms and electrons around in the ATP energy processing. This pathway is used during heavy muscle use and is only meant to last for a short period of time because the lactic acid builds up and must be cleared by the liver as blood circulation carries it away as a waste product from the muscle the liver turns the lactic acid back into glucose. In a cancer tumor, the blood circulation is low. Oxygen is greatly decreased. And since the tumor is using the same low oxygen and aerobic pathway to produce lactic acid, this acid builds up causing the tumor microenvironment to be very acidic. Evidence is proving that it actually is a tumor defense mechanism against the immune system, besides being a sustainable fuel source. As I stated before, cancer has a reason for everything it does. And it chooses to use lactate for energy because of the continual availability of the energy. And I say, if simple carbohydrates and sugars are always available. That's the big question right there, if. So the question I asked you earlier to ponder on, this is another piece of that puzzle. If, if carbohydrates and sugars are always available, cancer cells are banking on it. They're saying this is a given. Well, you can make a diet where simple carbohydrates are not the given anymore. Next, cancer purposely wants an acidic environment around the tumor cells to ward off the immune cells. As I said, the acid prevents their invasion, which allows the tumor to grow all the more. So you look at these immune cells, they're like Navy SEALs coming in. They have high-powered weapons. We'll just say they have these machine guns. And they're coming in, and when they get within a certain distance, they open fire. Well, what this acidic environment around the cancer cells produces is a barrier where the navy seals the white blood cells they can't go beyond that because if they do it'll kill them so that's where it's really important to understand this cancer cell comes from your cells and because it came from your cells it's very intelligent and it knows how to survive and it is so smart it purposely does things that do not make sense but they do make sense because the reason they're trying to make that acidic environment around the cells is to keep the navy seal immune cells from coming in with the machine guns and killing them these are the inflammatory cytokine molecules that kill the cancer cells the term is lymphocytotoxicity 
which means the acid builds up around the cancer cells because of their sugar lactate metabolism, causing such high levels of acid that the lymphocytes, those are the white blood cells, which are targeting, those are the special Navy SEALs, which are the white blood cells that kill the cancer cells. When they try to get too close, as I said, they will die. So they can't go so close, they're not within firing range. Cancer cells are your cells and they have a plan and a purpose in everything they do. This is what we really have to get in us when we're doing research. You don't just put some poison, toxins, or immunotherapy in there and think, okay, we're good, we'll just kill it. No, 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 this is very adaptable. These are your cells. That's why even if you poison them, even if you radiate them, even if you boost up your system with immunotherapy, they have a second plan and a third plan and a backup plan. So the only way you're going to win this war, you're going to have to make an environment where they don't survive or it's not conducive to their growth. But by making that environment, making sure you're not toxifying and inflaming the body. So then what's the big question? What acidifies the body and makes it prone to cancer stem cell formation? Here we get into the standard American diet. Animal protein, not only meat, chicken, fish, but also all dairy products, cheese, butter, eggs, all of it. It's all highly acidic and that will promote acid in the tissues, which will promote cancer stem cell formation. Then right after that, next level of acidity is simple and refined carbohydrates and sugars, like sugar, bread, pasta, all the things that Americans eat. And then the next level of acidity is the grains. Yes, the healthy grains that everyone thinks is so healthy. Wheat, rye, corn, oats, and even rice and potatoes, they are acidic in the body. Well, that's everything we eat as Americans. Exactly. That's why we're prone to an environment that forms cancer stem cells and forms cancer. And that's why cancer is the number two cause of death. Cancer will choose the anaerobic pathway even in the presence of oxygen. This is because oxygen is not sustainable in the tumor area. So to ensure a regular fuel source, they switch to all glycolysis and lactic acid metabolism. Although the energy produced is less, it is continuous, and that's what the cancer cell needs for continued growth. Cancer goes to extra effort to avoid using oxygen and to create lactic acid. Cancer essentially chooses to make lactic acid, even though most cancers have mitochondria and are capable of using the normal citric acid cycle. A cancer tumor cannot develop without first evading immune system attacks and we can see clinical acidosis is usually associated with immunodeficiency and some studies show impaired lymphocyte cytotoxicity in high acid environments. Putting together the evidence, a review article published in the Journal of Pathology from researchers at the BC Cancer Agency and the University of British Columbia gathers evidence from numerous studies showing how cancer profits from the creation of lactic acid, not only in evading the immune system, but also in building its tumor infrastructure and the effect of acid on normal cells and cell signaling. The ability of cancer to produce energy in the low oxygenated tumor environment and the inhibiting of immune cell function all favor cancer choosing this alternate 
energy pathway. The choice is intentional. So what reverses the acidity? What reverses the acidity? Well, what do you think? What do the animals in the wild that eat plants eat? Greens, leafy greens. They eat grass and leaves. So what will we eat to alkalize our body? The greens, the leafy greens, the green vegetables, complex carbohydrates that are low in glycemic index, meaning low in sugar. This is important. Greens alkalize where all the other foods I told you acidify. And the more you acidify the tissues, the worse you're going to get. You're going to make an environment where cancer can just develop so easily. And then people try to cheat. They drink alkaline water. Well, I can have my acidic diet and have my acidic thoughts and just drink alkaline water. No, it doesn't work that way. Alkaline water actually throws off your digestion significantly and causes problems. No, there is no quick fix. There's no pill or formula that is going to alkalize you. You get alkalized by the minerals in the living raw plants that are green and you also get it from the complex carbohydrates that are very low glycemic index and really really important don't forget this is really important remember it always remember that lactate promotes this is the sugar metabolism that most americans are in probably 90 percent of them at least promotes cancer stem cell, not only formation, but metastasis or spread. That's really important. So that's a double whammy why we don't want to have a sugar lactate metabolism as our primary energy source for our cells. Question is, if high acidity favors cancer, would you want your body to be generally acidic? Absolutely not. Foods such as red meat, chicken, fish, eggs, and dairy are excellent acidifiers. Another question, if cancer handles low oxygen well because it can produce energy without oxygen, would you be better off in a sedentary lifestyle where you're not regularly getting oxygenation through aerobic exercise? Absolutely not. Activity promotes oxygen throughout the body. And you also don't want to feed cancer through simple processed carbohydrates or simple sugar carbohydrates. Simple carbohydrate metabolism increases lactic acid production, making it an excellent acidifier. Plant-based metabolism uses a different pathway, which does not involve lactic acid. So what is your ideal diet? Well, one that has zero sugars, simple carbs, and plenty of seeds and nuts and avocados as the fat-burning energy source along with green vegetables, which are not only very low in sugar, but the most alkalizing food you can eat regularly. The beautiful thing of this naturally high alkaline diet is it counters the acidic buildup of the standard American diet, not only because of the alkalinity of the greens, but also the no acid production from not burning sugars and carbs for fuel-producing acidic lactate. This is the best choice for energy and alkalization. So energy, we want plant fats, and we want complex carbohydrates low in glycemic index. So we're not feeding a sugar lactate metabolism. 
And for alkalization, alkalizing the tissue so they don't become acidic and form cancer stem cells and cancer cells, that's the green vegetables. The kale, the collards, the broccoli, the dandelion, the spinach, the mixed greens, the romaine, everything that's green alkalizes. And then the low glycemic index vegetables. Animal protein, even if eaten in small amounts, becomes glucogenic to the body, which means it breaks down into sugar and also does increase systemic acid. Uncooked plant fat is perfect. It does not feed cancer. Do you need any carbohydrates? Yes, but only complex carbohydrates like green alkaline producing vegetables. They do not quickly break down into sugar like breads, pasta, potatoes, and rice, which are acidic. Research is showing that lactic acid not only promotes tumor development, but also cancer metastasis. Published in Cell Death and Disease, Researchers at the University of Science and Technology in China found treatment of patient-derived tumor cells with lactate caused cancer stem cell metastasis. The cancer stem cells developed in low oxygen environment and some migrated to the tumor edges where there is contact with blood vessels. Then they traveled to other locations where they set up new tumors. They don't like the normal oxygenated environment, and many don't survive the relocation, but some may, and they will set up if they are given the chance in a high acidic microenvironment, enabling them to develop new tumor colonies. As you can see, cancer is excellent at playing the system, and you don't want to help it. Removing animal protein, sugars, and processed carbs isn't a complete fix, but it's a vital start to making cancer unwelcome in your body. All right, let's cover some take-home points. First, cancer stem cells, which are the root of all cancer and all tumors, not only develop in, but also become much more aggressive and metastasize in an acidic and low oxygen environment. Really important. You're going to make cancer stem cells, which mutate from your normal healthy stem cells because of the acidic low oxygen environment. And then not only are you going to make them, they're going to metastasize or spread much, much quicker in an acidic low oxygen environment. What acidifies the body and makes it prone to cancer stem cell formation? The animal proteins, the meat, the chicken, the fish, the dairy, the cheese, the eggs the simple and refined carbohydrates, the sugar, the bread, the pasta, and the grains, the wheat, the rye, the corn, the oats, the rice, and potatoes. These are all acidifying to certain degrees. The animal products first, the simple and refined sugar second, and the grains third. And also, cancer has a reason for everything it does. And it chooses to use lactate for energy because of the continual availability of energy if, remember the word if, if you make that available to them by keep eating the carbs refined in the sugars and the starches, if you have that continual availability of energy, then the cancer and the cancer stem cells can multiply. And always remember, never forget, this sugar metabolism, this lactate sugar metabolism promotes not only cancer stem cell formation, which is the root of all cancer cells, it also promotes 
stem cell metastasis, which means setting up new colonies throughout the body. Next, cancer purposely wants an acidic environment around the tumor cells to ward off the immune cells. This is that acidity, so the Navy SEALs, the lymphocytes, the white blood cells can't come in with their machine guns because there's a surrounding barrier of acid that if they went past that barrier, they would die. Very smart, these cancer stem cells. Very, very smart. And you're not going to outsmart them unless you just make a really healthy environment in your body. Then they can revert back to a normal stem cell where they came from. And probably what makes the most acidic environment of all, it's not diet. It's your thoughts. The subconscious and conscious stress programs make most of the acid in your body. Because even though you may not be aware of it, subconscious programs of thoughts of fear and doubt, of need, of lack, of physicality, and of time, future, past, all these cause stress to the system, which makes it more acidic constantly, 24-7, 365, because these programs are playing all the time in your subconscious mind. And even when you're not consciously aware of them, these are always addressed with our Revolution New Medicine MBEB protocol. Very, very important. Because when we address the root of the inflammation, which is the subconscious and the conscious stress programs, then you release a huge amount of acidification in the body that is going nonstop. And as we close, you must get rid of everything that causes lower oxygen and higher acidity in your body. Or you're just asking for a disease. You're making an environment where disease can develop. Remember, disease can only develop when the conditions are right, the environment is right. And two big things in that environment is high acidity and low oxygen. And the most important thing, you must balance your mind, your emotions, your brain, your body, your diet, your exercise, and your lifestyle to be at the highest level of health and to be disease preventative and attain longevity with vitality. With vitality. You don't want to live to be 100 if you're in a wheelchair taking 25 different medications and disabled physically and mentally. That's longevity, but no vitality. We want longevity with vitality so we can do what we were doing at 50 and 60 when we're 100. And just to state it one more time, the most acidic action you can make is with your thoughts. So what you're thinking on is causing inflammation at the cellular level. Because as I said earlier, the brain communicates to the cells with electromagnetic frequencies that travel near the speed of light instantaneously. So if your thoughts are of fear and doubt and need and lack and all these thoughts of loss, what's going to happen is you're going to produce stress molecules instantaneously at the cellular level because the electromagnetic frequencies being emanated are a stress signal. And remember, these subconscious stress programs start very young in life, age zero to six. 
You don't know you have them, and that's why we do 3D brain imaging. That's why we do our special protocol that I developed over these last 40 years to find them, correct them, retest to make sure they're gone. Then we have no more acidity. We have no more stress messages, and the cells go back to doing what they were designed to do, which is to be healthy and do their normal cellular functions so that you can be healthy when you're 100. You know, in the 40 years that I've been seeing patients with our protocol, with the Nemec New Medicine MBEB protocol, it's really interesting because I've had patients come in saying, I'm shocked that I got cancer. I eat well, I take the supplements, I'm the perfect body weight, I exercise, I don't have any stress in my life. I'm in the best place I've ever been. How did I get cancer? And I said to this patient, subconscious stress programs. Those are the ones you're not aware of, but those are the ones that run 90% of your physiology, if not 95%. What you're not aware of can very easily kill you, and that's why we have such a complete protocol that I developed over these 40 years. Because I realized... You can do everything physically right and nobody still gets better. They improve a bit, but they don't really get better. They don't heal. And when we started addressing these subconscious stress programs with the 3D brain imaging and our unique protocol of treatments, it made a world of difference. I mean, people were set free. I mean, no more stress programs to the cells. The cells repaired and regenerated quickly. And cancer stem cells had a great environment to revert back to normal stem cells. And that's what it's all about. It's not about killing them. It's about making a healthy environment where they don't need to be there anymore. And they will revert back to where they came from. Isn't it beautiful when you let your body do what it was designed to do? It was designed to heal. And it was designed to kill, but not in a toxic way. When you make the right environment, you're not going to have the cancer stem cells continually developing so the immune system won't have to be overworked every day of your life because everything will go back to the way it was supposed to be, the way of total health. And because this is such a unique protocol, we have people that come from around the country and actually from around the world. Just the other day, I was talking to a man in Nigeria with advanced prostate cancer who was making travel arrangements to come to begin our program. It's very unique because it addresses all aspects of your health and your healing. It addresses the mind, the will, the emotions, the brain, and every aspect of the physical body. And when you do that, you've covered the entire environment that will make inflammation and turn normal cells into cancer stem cells. And when you change that environment, then the cancer stem cells don't have a choice. They will stop reproducing and eventually revert back to where they came from. And that's what healing is all about. It's not toxic, it's very natural, and it's what the body was meant to do to keep itself healthy for all the years of our lives so that we can be healthy at 100 and vital at 102. 
So no matter what your health challenge or health goals are, at Revolution New Medicine, we can help you on your journey. Go to revolutionnewmedicine.com and get more information or give us a call at 630-871-0000.